been well. Right, welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. I'm super stoked because it means we've got Cruzy McAllister, um, uh, Cruzy McCalligan joining us this afternoon. Hi, Cruz. How are you doing? Hi there. I like that. That was a nice little throwback. Throwback. Days before marriage. You made me feel young, youthful, fresh, like I had this future reaching ahead of me thank you noreen yeah. thank you so much i was like oh cruz because that's how i met you so yes, exactly. yes that name is engraved in my mind as well so cruz um a great topic for today um you you've, you're going to be talking a little bit more about manicure and as i look at my fingers it's just something i haven't done in in forever no and i am I'm, I'm talking about them not because i have anything against them or any anything like that, but I am not a manicure person. I, I would say I'm a pedicure person because mm-hmm. I have disgusting feet and, you know, that needs to be maintained. But in terms of my hands, I think it's been a long time since I ever considered myself a manicure person. And I have a lot of friends who are manicure people, people who have a manicure like every couple of weeks or at least once a month or people once a week, you oh, know. Wow. But um, I've just found I'm not really a manicure person. I may keep my nails super trim and easy to sterilize kind of person with all the hand washing we have in our lives at the moment. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes. I'm, I'm a short nails kind of girl. But, you know, there's something about beautifully manicured hands which look really nice. Having said I agree. that, they are, they are a trap for bacteria, I hear. Oh, are they? Yes. Well, we'll have to see if I have any facts on that. But yes, but the point is, I think there's nothing there's nothing more disgusting than someone who has really revolting nails, right? Like, and I don't just mean someone who's like, you know, has a line of work where they are in a garden often, but people who have really, really let their nails go. You know what I mean? That they, they really haven't given their hands a good scrub. Like, it, it does have a, you know, it's a bit, it's hands are something, you know, our hands are, most of the time, obviously before the COVID, they were what we put out to shake with another person's hand. They were something that people had contact with fairly often. And the, actually, it's been very interesting because I think that the um, the manicure and the beauty industry during COVID has had quite a difficult um, has a, had a, quite a difficult time. There was um, there was a lot of um, there was a New York Times article that came out in the last couple of years questioning the future of the nail industry of like you know in an age of social distancing. Um, and then also, you know, you have policies in the UK, for example, which did not consider beauty businesses when they had like government um, lockdown exit plans, right? Like in Hong Kong, we know that a lot of our beauty businesses and salons and spas, they did, they did get shut down for a long time. But then they also were very visible when they kept to come back up and running, that people recognize these are sectors that people you know people need people like people want to get their nails done so there's a lot um there's quite an interesting thing around um this idea of manicures but i wanted to have a little bit of look look back into this concept of manicure because it does feel like quite a luxurious thing you know like a a treat right would you agree would you say that's how you would see a manicure definitely i think back in the day you'd only get a manicure if you had an a special occasion to go to like someone's wedding or your own wedding 
Um, yes, I definitely got a nice manicure for my wedding. I will say that. It was lovely. <laughs> exactly. But, um, or, or special occasions or, you know, before you have to go to somewhere. But I think nowadays, because there's so many uh, nail shops around Hong Kong, it's a thing. Um, um, like They specialize in all sorts of different manicures. But it's also like a beauty shop as well. They do eyebrows, eyelashes and everything. So it's like a one-stop shop. So there's so many of them. It's so easy to get it as part of something else. So you go to the hairdresser and you get a manicure on the side so it's much more sort of readily available i find these days absolutely and it goes back a long way so this is what i found in my research um the genesis of a manicure can't actually be attributed to one single culture so it wasn't like something like you know this culture started doing it and it spread to the rest of the world um archaeologists have discovered egyptian mummies dating to like 5000 bc with gilded nails and henna tinted fingertips and around the same time, in a different part of the world, uh, Indian women were staining their nails with henna. And then in somewhere else, in ancient Babylonia, men were using coal, uh, K-O-H-L, not coal as in C-O-A-L, to color their fingernails. Um, and um, there was archaeologists who even uh, unearthed a solid gold manicure set in southern Babylonia dating to 3200 BC that was apparently part of combat equipment. So, like, soldiers were keeping their, keeping their, their nails beautiful. Um, so that's really interesting, too. And um, there's also this idea of, like, the significance of red nails, the symbolism of, like, long talon manicured red nail polish right like even today you would you have perceptions of that right like it has this this real evocative idea and actually apparently that has been reserved for the elite um for many generations um in china chi uh, the chinese are often credited with creating the first nail polish in 3000 bc where women soaked their nails in a combination of egg whites gelatin beeswax and dye from rose petals, roses, orchids, and all these different things. And the result was these sort of shiny nails, which were tinted reddish pink, oh, wow. right? So it's quite, quite progressive in a way. And these sort of long colored sort of talons were worn with highly decorative nail guards created with hammered brass sheets inlaid with semi-precious stones. So, like, you actually would have, like, you know, it wouldn't just be your diamond ring, your diamond nails. And <laughs> Another level real, of, of a bling. Next level, totally. And that was an indication of wealth and social status. And the assumption was that you couldn't possibly work if you had nails like that. So if you didn't, if you didn't have, like, beautifully manicured nails, and obviously you don't have a job, so you must be lower classes. But if you had nothing to do except for, be, you know, lounge around being wealthy and pampered, you'd have these incredible nails. Um, so it's quite interesting. And then members of the Ming dynasty sported crimson nails with extensions. Um, the Egyptian queens Nefertiti and Cleopatra were famed for also wearing red nails. Um, and actually lower ranking citizens were forbidden from wearing anything but pale shades. So you see this a lot in like history and like which colors were reserved for, you know, the real affluent and everything else. And this was, again, what you have on your nails. Um, the exception is, of course, the classic French manicure. Now, this is interesting. Like, um, you know what a French manicure is? I mean, I have to double look it up to make sure I did know what it was. But, you know, when you have the white, the white bits. The white tips the and the pink yeah, the white nails. Tips. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Now, that was actually created quite late in 1975 by an American man called Jeff Pink. <laughs> so it's not was, French. 
Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not. And it was associated with elite circles, social circles of kind of waspy American women. So it's quite interesting that that's what they said. Um, so yes, and then um, there was a specific uh, makeup artist called Michelle Menard, who can be credited with introducing glossy nail polish in the 20s using car paint. Um, although this was only available to a limited few number of people. In 1932, Revlon launched what we now know as nail polish and continued this aspect of kind of manicure for the masses. And this popularity of nail color continued for decades, even in times of economic instability. It was considered an affordable, affordable and justifiable luxury to have nail polish and paint your nails. Um, there's obviously like some very famous different um, shades of nail polish. There was Chanel's Rouge Noir, which became famous. Um, which is super Rouge interesting. Noir. So is it, Rouge Noir. So is it red or is it black? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to Google it. Rouge Noir. Rouge Noir. Rouge Noir. Um, but yes, and then there was this idea of like... Um, and of course, this was always the ritual of painting your nails by a professional was pretty much for the wealthy until you have the rise of the nail salon, right? Essentially the nail bar. Um, and this is really interesting, you know, like all these different kinds of nail bars where you have this like commercial thing of people just coming in and creating that social aspect of having people all getting their nails done together. And this was an immediate hit with a super cool crowd of people. Um, so yeah, and of course today when we look at like... Um, so, sorry, art. very quickly, Rouge, Rouge Noir. Wow, that's a beautiful color. What um, color is it? It's 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 um it's like the a dark red bean color. It's it's uh, not bright at all. It's a color that usually people use in autumn time or before Christmas. It's the color that Angie Mann paints her nails before Christmas. Like, um, I, 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 I probably... think it should be called dark red bean. I think that's more <laughs> dark red bean. That's more yes. mystical to me than Rouge Noir actually in this part of the world. Yeah, so it's like a dark. Yeah, a red bean kind of, it's a very nice color indeed. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, but it's, it's really interesting, like the, the cultural thing of, of nails and how you perceive someone to have really elaborate fingernails. If you've, have you, have you got any friends or have you ever had it yourself? Like I haven't had that like proper nail art, you know, with little three-dimensional and little tassels and twinky things and sparkly bits and like proper talons that are like, art on your fingertips i've had friends who've done it it's quite remarkable yes i have um some friends who who, who have albums on facebook dedicated to nail art and it's it's kind of a thing it's it's their thing and they always have you know they're not mascara they're not lipstick kind of people they don't put makeup on but nails mm. are their thing and so they have like a whole album dedicated to new designs that they've tried it's kind of interesting and and i've seen um on the internet before that people actually stick hair like hair on their nails and it, yeah really yes and curly hair or uh, straight hair on their nails as part of their manicure and the hair can be quite long uh, it can be about oh uh, four to five inches to some of them i've seen up to 20 inches long like actual little okay. wigs if you like and it's kind oh of oh my gosh it's it's weird <laughs> um and it i've seen people weird. put um crush instant noodles before and then put, stick those things to create art so it's more three-dimensional i think jewels were, were things uh, that people put on but nowadays people put different things like instant noodles on
Yep, I've seen that. Gosh, my gosh. Well, it's come along in leaps and bounds, but there's definitely always been a bit of a stigma. And people who have had like quite elaborate nail art done from like a lot a lot longer ago than it, like just recent history in the last few years where you have like Kardashian type nails, right? There's there's always um there's even some stigma. Like um black women in the US have repeatedly been stigmatized for their nail art. In twenty sixteen, um Nicole Hannah Jones, a New York writer, had the validity of her employment questioned by an esteemed white writer at a media conference. She was then asked by him whether she would be off to get her nails done. Like it was a way of dismissing her because she had nice nails, like completely undercutting her talent, experience and professionalism because of this sort of frivolous thing that she did, which was this tiny bit of self-expression at the end of her fingertips, you know, um, the American three-time gold-winning Olympic athlete Florence Griffith Joyner, who was um, has record as the world's fastest woman, is still standing, found um, everything was over overshadowed by the media's obsession with and sometimes repulsion at her jeweled acrylic nails. Like nobody would take her seriously because she had jeweled nails. Although I can probably imagine there's not a lot of drag created by having long nails when you're that fast deja vu (laughs) yes i've had heard of that before and sometimes i think well if somebody's taken all that time to look after themselves and to have like manicures like that they should be taken seriously if anything more seriously yes absolutely gone through through all of that yeah so it's, it's it's quite an interesting it's quite an interesting and a a difficult thing. There's a sinister side to nail bars as well, though, like in oh, yeah. like in everything. Um, there's been reports that have come out. One There was one in 2017 by the UK's anti-slavery commissioner, which showed the link between nail bars and human trafficking because mm-hmm. nail bars were an easy way to hide victims in plain sight. And there's, again, that perception. Like, there are definitely celebrity manicurists, but there's also a perception that if you're a manicurist, it's like... It's not very skilled work, although I would disagree. Obviously, when I have had a nice manicure, I couldn't do that for myself. I don't have the ability to do that. You know, there are people who have, a, you know, a professionalism and, a, you know, their talent for what they're doing. But they actually found that many nail bars brought vulnerable people into a country. Um, you know, and that was an easy way to hide people in plain sight because of, I guess, the distaste that someone has. So someone might want to have a manicure, but you don't credit the person who's going to give that to you with any kind of you know, humanity. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You kind of think of it as such a low-rung thing. So that's really sad as well. Um, and then I think it's also that idea of like, um, as I mentioned, the, the scale of a pandemic really threatened the beauty industry. Um, and I think that um, I was just reading a lot about this sort of thing. And you don't really think about it, I suppose, if you're not someone who is regularly in touch with a manicurist, that you know, what 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 options were available to them around the world for various lockdowns, you know? There's no way to do a manicure on, on Zoom. So, um, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. But as I said, it's becoming this incredible, like, revival of, like, art and expression and people doing these things with their nails um, to kind of, like, have this sort of real sense of, of style. Um, I did also look up some fingernail facts, Noz, because it was quite interesting. Um, I was wondering because I found that maybe it's just because time's gone a bit slower with COVID that I find that I was cutting my nails more often than I usually did. But apparently fingernails grow faster in the summer than in the winter. 
It, really? Did you know that? I didn't know. Is it because of a faster metabolism? I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I can definitely guarantee you my metabolism has slowed down over the summer. <laughs> but, um, not, not moving and just sweating. But... um. But also, and I also wanted to know what is the purpose of having like, um, pur- like the purpose of our nails. And like, do you ever have that thing where I think it was my mum who wisely told me this: if you get a manicure, don't ask them to cut your cuticles. You know, you should keep your cuticles. Your oh, cuticles should be there. Have you I ever did, had this? No, I did not know that. That's what they do. Um, you know, cut it and tuck it away. Yeah, but there's a reason you have cuticles. To they're prote- not just for decoration. They they they, they pr- they're protective. They seal moisture and environmental germs out of the body. That's why it's very important not to pick at your cuticles because that's actually, yes. you know, that's why it would be, um, you know, it's a way of bacteria getting into your body. Oh, oh no. Yeah, so you shouldn't really do that. Apparently, your middle fingernail grows faster than your other fingers, which I thought was interesting. Your thumbnail grows the slowest. Um, yes, and, and if you, um, and they're, they're not alive fingernails, right? And as you grow, um, as you age rather, fingernails growth slows down. Um, and apparently the more water we drink, the better our fingernails will be. Um, they, you know, they increasing your water intake can improve if you have sort of dry, cracked fingernails. So they're, they're an indicator of our, our health in some ways as well, which is interesting to know. Um, in terms of artificial nails, because that's not actually your, you know, we've been talking about this. Of course, most people have artificial nails. I didn't realize that these were... Um, like invented, acrylic, like acrylic yeah, nails. Like acrylic ones yeah, like acrylic ones that stick on the top. Yeah. yeah. They were invented by a dentist in nineteen thirty four and they were created for people who bite their nails. Oh. Yes. But um, modern acrylics were yeah, and modern acrylics were also invented by another dentist. So dentists have had a hand in this, which makes me think about but dentists who also do Botox. You know, like they're obviously trying to diversify in the dentist world. And the dentist yeah. uh, invented the electric chair, so... Oh, yes. Ooh. Yeah, they've really diversified. Really dodgy. My goodness me. Um, but yeah, so, so nails No wonder kind of there's a shortage of dentists in Hong Kong. They're just off doing other things or inventing exactly. other things. Yeah. Exactly. It's probably because they're just so tired of telling everyone to floss and having no one listen to them. <laughs> They're like, fine, try this. Exactly. You want, yeah, there you go. At least you can pick your teeth with your nails now. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, 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 it is a quite an interesting idea. And Hollywood has always been something that has really set the trends with these different kinds of like ideas for nails. I do think there is something like, it, have you ever had, like when I've had long nails, for some reason, like I don't know why, maybe I've just been less busy in my life and enabled myself to have long nails and you do feel like there's something you behave differently or if you've even even if I stick on those fake ones at Halloween that make you look like a witch you know which ones I mean I do, I do. I'm, I'm just looking at my nails right now they're a little bit longer than I, how I normally would have it and I just wish I had a nicer shape to it yeah so sometimes it's like you don't want them super short even though it's so convenient there's something about like a nice shape um, like uh, uh, nails to your hands that make your hands look a bit more elegant. Not that I spend any time staring at my hands. Um, but, but then, I mean, you know, when we say like, oh, I know that, like the back of my hands, like we do know our hands pretty well yeah. most of the time. Yes. You know, maybe it is that when you get a manicure, you suddenly kind of like, oh, hello, forgot about you guys. 
how are you feeling? You know, like it, you fall in love with them all over again. Exactly, yes. Maybe that's do. what it is. I think what I like these days is, is the invention of the gel nails. I mean, because they look so nice. It looks like perfect, picture, picture perfect, really glossy. But the reality is after you take off the gel nails, then the under bit, your real nails, then, you know, become a bit of a mess, really. Yeah, so. it's true. Um, yeah. I have two quotes we can finish on today. Yes, please. Okay, the first one is from Gina Barreca, who said, two things I do for maintenance. I get a manicure once a month, and I see my therapist every six weeks. I'm happy to report that at this point, my nails crack more often than I do. <laughs> Which really laugh. I love. And, um, and then there was one that I really had to stop myself having a proper giggle to the other day, um, which is from the actress Miranda Hart, who's a British actress who's very, very funny. And she said, Manicures are basically just holding hands with a stranger for 45 minutes while listening to Enya. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one too. Yes, it is. Like, it is kind of true. You just sit there and just, oh, yes, it's just, you know, like if you're on a date, it would take a while to get to that place. But her manicure just goes, here you go, pass me your hand. We'll just gently hold hands for the next. Half an hour. Exactly. Oh, Oh, Cruzy, I really enjoyed that. Thank you so much for sharing a a hilarious and also important. I'll remember not to cut the cuticles because it traps, it stops the bacteria from getting in the body. Very important. Well, I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Thank you so much for your time. Take care. Bye bye.